The Heart of Art is sponsored in part by the Texas A&M University Art Galleries, which includes the Stark and Forsyth Galleries located inside the MSC. The galleries provide a variety of opportunities to experience art exhibitions, events, and hands-on activities. More information at uart.tamu.edu. The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. The Heart of Art, scoping the Brussels Valley for the best artists and bringing them to your radio. Howdy, Aguilan, and welcome back to the KMU Studios. My name is Hector Nino, and you're listening to The Heart of Art. Today in the studios, we have a very special show planned for you. Uh, we have in the studios Susan Lacroix, or more commonly known by his real name, Sam Moore. And he is a multidisciplinary artist focusing on music and painting with acrylic paint. And first we talk about his music and how he tackles writing a song. And then we'll go deep into his painting and how it helps with his mental health. Uh, and this is a really interesting conversation I think you all are really going to like. Um, and then we're going to finish off the show by listening to some of Susan's unreleased music from an album that he is currently working on. So this is brand new stuff. So make sure you stay till the end uh, to listen to these songs. Alrighty, let's have that conversation with Susan Lacroix. All right, I was going to ask about that name. So where did that name come from? I really wish there was a special story to it, but I think I just needed something unique. And uh, we were all sitting around one day, and I had a Laquat tree I bought from a flea market. Oh, and a for tree? For some reason, I was just thinking, what's the funniest <laughs> name I could pair with Laquat? And I came up with Susan, and that was it. All right, yeah, because... I feel like most people think Susan's like a a, a woman's name. Right, yeah. or, Do you think the same, or do you not care? It wasn't even really a factor in, you know, mm-hmm. it was just a name. Yeah. And I mean, that makes sense, because you are a, a multidisciplinary artist. Um, you're an acrylic painter, as well as a musician. I mean, you... you cover a lot of area here with your art. Um, and if you'd like to check out uh, Sam's art while we are having this discussion, you can go to SusanLaquat.com and that's Susan, L-O-Q-U-A-T.com. And you can also uh, go to his Instagram at SusanLaquat.art and you can check him out on Spotify, Apple Music, and Bandcamp. All right, so, so to start off, I wanted to go um, into your music first and then we can go ahead and talk about your paintings. Um, so where are you from and how did you get started with music? So I grew up here, but I'm originally, I was born in Las Vegas and then, uh, my dad was in the air force. So we spent some time in Nevada and then in, uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Oh, wow. So I had some cool like places growing up, but then we ended up settling here. I think since I was 10, I've lived in town. Okay. And was that yeah. where you participated at church? Yeah. 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 This is local churches around here. And I was playing drums mainly. That was mm-hmm. my thing. Was someone at the church teaching you, or were you most mostly self-taught? 
I think I had a teacher when I was like eight, but I, I think okay. it was only for like two months and then I gave up on it because I didn't have the patience to <laughs> to sit and listen. Right. Did you start off with the drums though or? Yeah, that was the, that was the thing. Okay. Okay. And then, so you developed it at church. I know now you play guitar, bass, drums, like we said, and keyboard. Mm-hmm. Is there, am I missing one there? I'm trying to learn saxophone, but it's going okay. really, really cool. slowly. <laughs> yeah, you might need some more time for that one. Yeah. Um, but what's the timeline? Like, when did you learn each one? I think I got interested in guitar just because it's hard to, if you're not really good, it's hard to express yourself in drums in like a, I don't know, in a real creative way. Hmm. So I got on guitar and then bass. Really, it just happened in a, in a sequence because I wanted to record songs. Mm-hmm. I knew that. And right. then it was just a matter of like, well, I got to learn all these instruments to record the song. So it was kind of out of necessity. Because mm-hmm. you, know? you were by yourself, right? You didn't have your band that you have now. Um, so, I mean, you have a lot of music, actually. Uh, you say you've recorded over 100 <laughs> songs, and a lot of them are on Spotify. Um, so how would you describe your music to those who haven't heard it? Yeah, it's, it, I don't know, I would say like lo-fi, indie, kind of dream pop is the closest. Dream pop. Stuff like that. that, you know, yeah. like bedroom pop or something. Mm-hmm. I would like to apply some more like sophisticated name to it, but I think that's what it boils down to. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely hear similarities to like Tame Impala, yeah, yeah. Glass Animals, even. Psychedelic band. music in yeah, general, yeah. Definitely. I love that. Um and I know that you also uh, recorded and mixed on cassette or reel-to-reel. What does that exactly mean? Can you explain that process? Yeah, so I don't. it, it became popular in like the early to mid-2000s. People, even though there were digital stuff, people started mixing on cassettes, which is what they would do in like the 80s, you know, mm-hmm. just because it had a really grainy kind of gross sound to it, and people liked that. Right. So I found one on Craigslist that was broken for like 20 bucks, and I was able to like go in and and fix it wow. I kind of learned a lot from that about like small machine repair <laughs> that's pretty cool I mean but yeah it ended up being really fun and uh and I still do it yeah I mean it definitely it creates like a like a retro landscape type in the background of your music it's really for me it's more like it's more visceral the process because it's uh I get so distracted by the computer you know mm, right and the thing's not working whereas mm-hmm. with the cassette thing it's just like it's a mechanical device, you know, it's all little gears and, and bits. And so, right. Take it back to the elementals. Yeah. Yeah. It has some pretty cool effects. Um, would you describe yourself as a producer? No, no, no. I okay. Think I, like, I, I feel I can, like a lot of your work is like a lot of producing, but I think again, it was just kind of like a thing that was necessary for me to learn. Right. Okay. You know? But I, I'm, I think I'm pretty bad at it. Honestly, <laughs> I'm a better songwriter than I am a producer, but well, I mean, the audience can be the judge of that, and there's a reason why you're here. So it's, it's fun. It's a fun thing to learn for sure, but it's like a, it's its own whole skill set, you know. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so you prefer being a musician. You you prefer playing an instrument rather than mixing it together. Nowadays, I do. Nowadays, mm-hmm. I do. But okay. I still get joy out of it, you know. Hmm. Right. I mean, I saw that you mentioned that your main influence is jazz. Um, why were you listening to jazz at 14 years old? <laughs> It was earlier than that, and I don't really? know why. I think it was just like the YouTube algorithm at some point hmm. when I was like a little kid pointed me in that direction because no one in my family was into jazz or anything. No, but uh, <laughs> you were lonely about wolf. it. Yeah, something about it I really liked, and that just really developed over time to the point where it was like all I listened to over the last ten years, really. Hmm. And and what like specific ways do you think it has impacted your music? 
I think that the the idea of soloing, you know, mm-hmm. in improvisation yeah. has taken a priority for me um, just because it's so much fun. Yeah. And, and it's kind of at odds with the music that I make because I make pop music, you know, and it's so structured. Mm-hmm. So that's been something I've been having to, to deal with is mm-hmm. how do I infuse these things that I really like and these talents that I have with what I know how to do, which is write, right. you know, structured songs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, what what is your process of writing a song? Because um, I know, uh, or at the beginning at least, it was about your ex girlfriend. Oh yeah. Um, so how do, does it start with an emotion, or how do you go about it? I think uh, it's usually like something I need to get out of me. You know, mm-hmm. that's the feeling. It's just like it's like a general bored, but kind of like uneasy feeling, and I gotta do something about it. And I don't ever have any ideas to start with anything at all it just kind of all comes out naturally and if it doesn't happen that way if i sit down and try to think about it it just is an awful song Mm. yeah and i think if if, like people that write really good songs they sit down and they plan it all out yeah i've never been able to do that it's just too like i don't know it never works for me so you just kind of like start somewhere and then work through it just like one piece at a time yeah Mm -hmm. and even, even the lyrics and stuff is like i'll i'll finish the backing track and then i'll go and and sing over it and just kind of improvise words. Okay. And that's the funny thing is that about doing that is I end up just saying stuff that I feel really deeply mm-hmm. unintentionally, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm just trying to make it fit. Right. And then I'm like, oh, that's what this song is about. That's what I was, that's what, you know, I was that's feeling. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you're like discovering what the song is going to be right. about yeah. as, as you're writing it. <laughs> that's very interesting. Um, so that you would say that the reason why you write music is to kind of release certain feelings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Cause I, I think that connects, uh, very well to your paintings as well, which we'll go into a bit later. Um, but I did want to talk about your band, which yeah. is Le Quabin, um, which consists of your best friend, uh, Obin that you met in a specific way. Can you explain how you met him? Obin. Yeah. Um, so Obin. no, it's okay. It's, <laughs> I met him on Craigslist. And uh, and uh, we met up at a coffee shop, and I don't know, the first thing I thought when I saw him was just, man, this guy's way too excited <laughs> about everything. <laughs> and we didn't really get along. I was like, I don't think I can work with this guy, but we ended up just becoming really good friends and, and uh, partners in, in music, you know. So you put the ad yourself on Craigslist looking yeah. for what specifically? I've met most of my best friends on Craigslist, really. really? Yeah, because <laughs> okay. most of my best friends are through music and <laughs> all those people I've met from that. <laughs> okay, so you were specifically looking for other musicians around in yeah, the area? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Have you been an ant? <laughs> I think so. You think so? Okay. I think everybody is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mentioned this because this is, um, it's, it's not an album. I say it's a collection of songs, right? that you like, which is in the title, <laughs> and it's the latest um, demos that you've released, and they're songs from 2018 to 2022. Um, I mean, I, I love this title. <laughs> Have I been uh, an ant? Yeah. I think it, it encapsulates like your art very well. Uh, so where did that come from? Yeah, I, don't, I think it's just like questioning whether or not my actions have any real uh, meaning Hmm. Or, or like whether or not I'm really the driving force in, in what happens in my life or whether or not it's just kind of predestined, you know, Right. which is not a question that I'm equipped to answer <laughs> or write a good song about. But that's what the title ended up being. I mean, that's interesting that 
I feel like the 2018 to 2022 is a lot yeah. of the pandemic. So it's like a lot of the situation like around us, we weren't really in control of either. Yeah. yeah. So it's like really interesting that you can combine those two. Right. Yeah. And I encourage people to go check out uh, your Spotify, Susan Laquat. Um, okay. And now you're focusing on keyboard. So why keyboard? I don't know. I think over time that just ended up being the one that connected the most with me in a way where it's not related to other people it's not related to me trying to impress anyone yeah i've just since i started playing when i was maybe like 12 i just sit down and it's almost like an out-of-body kind of experience you know like something else takes over yeah like (laughs) it's just not like there's no part of it that i don't enjoy i'm Mm -hmm. just kind of holy in it Hmm. and so i just that's what i want to do all the time now is play piano you know yeah work just thinking about piano and it's and there's a lot of liberty, I think, with keyboard because you can make all different types of sounds and make them sound cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. All right, you guys, we will be going on a quick break, but do not go anywhere. We will be right back. The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. All right, well... I think now we can segue a little bit into your painting cool. and we will still be talking about the music just now we'll be focusing on the paintings themselves um i know that you went through something when you were 19 uh, a depressive episode but uh, do you mind talking about how art helped you through that yeah i mean i don't i don't know if it was a specific depressive episode hmm. in so far as like i just go through depressive episodes like yeah. everyone does you know I think in the art community, it's very common. (laughs) In this one in particular, I was just kind of holed up by myself. And uh, I think my sister had bought me some really cheap canvas and paints. And I didn't ever, never ever thought of painting. I was never a visual artist or anything or even interested in it. And uh, I just tried to do it. And I really liked the result. And it really made me like feel like I could express myself and express what I was feeling in a, in a, kind of a a way that was inexpressible to me with words Hmm. I mean that's interesting that you've never thought of doing it because I think from the very beginning there was very a lot of detail in your pieces and so I mean I'm just wondering how would you describe your pieces to people who haven't seen them because we're on radio so (laughs) they can't really see your pieces but how would you describe them it's hard I really as I knew I was going to do this I had to think about it a little bit and it's not an easy answer to come to it's not (laughs) i tried to (laughs) i mean it's it's abstract for sure Mm -hmm. and i would say it's like very expressive very colorful um kind of dark sometimes and creepy Mm -hmm. a lot of people i think are turned off from it for that reason it's kind of just like a lot to look at right yeah i mean i would definitely describe it even as psychedelic art as well like yeah i would too Mm -hmm. uncanny Mm -hmm. is another word i came up with um and there's a lot of like humanoid figures. I was wondering whether these were were these representations of yourself or like people in your life. You know what I think happens is that for me it's just like a similar process with the music where 
I just start it and then I just kind of watch it go and what inevitably always happens is that I'll see a figure in it you know like Mm -hmm. I'll make a line that just ends up kind of looking like a nose or something and then that forms the shape and I didn't really intend for that to be the painting at all but it always ends up happening that way Mm -hmm. yeah similar to your music too (laughs) you just kind of go uh, as you go (laughs) um I mean, and I, I want to go back to that acrylic paint because uh, I love that line in, on your bio, on your website. I could express my emotions really clearly with dollar store acrylic paint. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I love that that highlights just you don't need anything expensive to, like, express yourself through art. Um, yeah, and I, I, I love that line. Mm. Um, I love your use of pastel colors as well. I feel like recently you've been using a lot of yellows and, um, like, pinks, like salmon almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I was wondering what your process was because there's so many lines. I feel like you start at one point and then you just kind of like just fill in the, the whole canvas. Is yeah. that is that something? That yeah, you would it's say? a lot of repetition. Mm-hmm. I think it, at some point it just becomes kind of meditative, and the only thing I'm really focusing on is like the next color. Hmm. And so it just is kind of a process where I that's the only. I'm not really thinking about the structure of the whole thing. I'm just thinking about that one color. And it's a lot of like experimentation with just trying to do something new, you know, <laughs> for me, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great thing to apply even in your regular life, you know, just focus on the next step <laughs> you yeah. know, as yeah, you go. Yeah, sure. And that's, I think, much more freeing. Um, I, and through your website, I, I've seen like you have like categorized through years and you get much more precise, I think, recently, mm. and lighter even. The colors, I think, have lightened up. Um, do you think that correlates to, like, your mental state? Has it improved? I think it's gotten a lot more joyful for me now. Mm. I'm painting a lot more out of, like, an appreciation for life. And that, that really might have something to do with it, but it's hard to say, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's so crazy that you do it without even, like, thinking. <laughs> but It's just something I feel really compelled to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just kind of want to see what the next one will be like, right? you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I was wondering why they were so hectic, and mm. I, I was wondering whether it was it's probably because your mind is very filled with things, <laughs> would you say? I think it's what it really is, is I'm not trying to, like, represent something really specific. Mm. I think it's just that when I start doing the patterns, I do it, and I try to do it in a way where it it messes with my brain like it I get kind of confused looking by at it yeah you know mm-hmm. and and that's the whole process that that drives it is is just that visual that immediate like visual to brain feedback mm-hmm. and how far can you take it yeah <laughs> yeah I love that I encourage everyone to go check out your works at your website susanlaquat.com okay and now I wanted to kind of combine the two a little because I feel like your music and your paintings could be in the same collection of like of works. Um, do you think, I know you started off with your music, do you think your music affected your paintings? Yeah, I think so, definitely. Just mm. because of the kind of stuff, the kind of art that I was consuming in general that influenced my music right. also kind of influenced my artwork. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it did. But in a way, they kind of also developed really separately, you know. It was interesting because I was considering, and I have considered before how much they affect each other, and it's it's almost like they're almost like divergent things right. that I do. Mm-hmm. They they influence each other, but in like a cancel out 
kind of way. Right. Because when I'm not working on music, when I don't feel inspired by music, I work on art and hmm. vice versa, you know? Right. Hmm. Because I'm, I'm wondering, like, it'd be really cool to have, like, a collection where you connect, like, a song to each piece and have, like, yeah. a gallery of yeah, it. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool. I mean, where do you see your art going next? Uh, I think it'll just get more detailed, you mm -hmm. know? Right. I think it'll get more detailed and I'll get more precise and more uh, talented at the really specific style that I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had a friend once. It's it's kind of funny because I would I told him earlier on when I was starting, I was like, I want to get really good. I want to get better, like be able to paint realistic scenes and stuff. Oh, really? Which is still something that's cool and I, I envy people for. Mm -hmm. But he was like, you shouldn't try to do that because it's going to ruin it for you, you know? Right. <laughs> you should try to just get really good at the one thing that you're doing. Which isn't great advice for everybody, but I think for me, in my situation, it really ended up being the right move. Right, yeah. I mean, because then you have no expectations of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You're, you're just developing as you go. And I feel like when, when people do try to, like, mimic something uh, realistically, I mean, there's definitely technique. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of technique, mm -hmm. which can be praised. Yeah. Uh, but I think, like, developing your own style yeah. is really important. Too. I've always been really drawn to, like, outsider art, you know? Mm -hmm. Just stuff that doesn't really, you don't really need to know a lot about other art to appreciate it you right. just kind of look at it and you're like oh that's cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> and different people will connect differently to it as well and that's that's been so interesting to see mm -hmm. doing events and stuff is like i didn't ever realize how many people would be interested in it right. i always i did it for years and just kind of put it away in my closet really and never showed anyone because i thought they just would think it's weird you know mm -hmm. but seeing people's reactions on the street especially like kids and just people i wouldn't expect right. you know are really into it Nice, yeah. Uh, I saw that kids were like, why are there so many eyes? That's always, they always say the same <laughs> thing. Yeah, it's really... They notice the eyes a lot, yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> All right, well, um, before we get into where you're performing next, where you can uh, show your pieces, uh, is there anything about your art or about art in general that you think you want to share with the audience but that we haven't quite spoken about yet? I feel like I could go on for like Let's do three it. hours <laughs> on art, but... <laughs> Yeah, what would you say? I mean, it's a very all-encompassing question, so whatever you Yeah, it's, it's a little intimidating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just, I'm feeling a lot of positivity lately about the local scene, mm -hmm. what people are doing awesome. here and in cities around Texas. And I just think that, like, I'm glad that we have these type of uh, outlets for mm -hmm. people in this program and everything. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. It's growing, definitely. Um I mean, I've interviewed people from the AVPA, from MSC Opus, and yeah. they're bringing, like, world-class acts here to College Station great, yeah. that like, not a lot of people know, you know? And so, I mean, I, but I think apart from those organizations, there's also a lot of local people doing yeah. some really cool work, and that's it's, very important to It's talk just about. so important for yeah. a community, for any individual even, just to know that they have a connection with art, you know? Right, yeah. And like that anyone can make art. Everyone should make art, you know. Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's good for you. It's good for, helps you appreciate the world, helps you connect with other people around you, you know. Yeah, they're so welcoming. Like everyone in the art community is so welcoming of like whatever you have to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so uh, where is your band performing next? Where can they listen to you? Yeah, so we're actually taking a break right now. Um, oh, man. Not that we've played that many shows this year, but uh, mm -hmm. I think we're going to record for a while. I'm, okay. I'm working on a new album. Heath Aubin is working on a new album. 
trying to work on a joint album together mm-hmm. and you know so yeah we got a lot of stuff to do but i think we're going to be back around february march okay so we'll keep an eye out on your socials yeah, definitely yeah and uh, i think uh i'll probably do the first friday in brian in january okay yeah, yeah. All right, we'll make sure that you're out there to catch um, Sam's pieces, or most commonly known, Susan LaQuat. And that's Susan LaQuat, L-O-Q-U-A-T, dot com, if you want to check out his stuff. So thank you so much, Sam, for stopping by and talking to us about all of your art. Yeah, thank you so much. All righty, now we'll be listening to some of Susan LaQuat's uh, unreleased music from an album that he is currently working on. And the first song will be Dying Star. Written and performed by Susan LaQuat. Alrighty, that was Dying Star, and now we will be listening to Tears Don't Fall for Nothing, as written and performed by Susan LaQuat. Growing up too fast to see how the world is killing you and me. When we're gonna find ourselves. 
I'm Hector Nino, and you've been listening to The Heart of Art, a production of 90.9 KAMU-FM. You can find all of our shows anytime at kamu.tamu.edu. The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. The Heart of Art is sponsored in part by the Texas A&M University Art Galleries, which includes the Stark and Forsyth Galleries located inside the MSC. The galleries provide a variety of opportunities to experience art exhibitions, events, and hands-on activities. More information at uart.tamu.edu.